So let me just get this situated. Um, so yeah, how, how have you been? I'm good. You know, I'm still at, out here rigorously looking for work every single day of my life. It's, it's basically the full-time job in itself. I wake up at 8 o'clock, 8.30. I get on the computer. Uh, I start reaching out to hiring managers, recruiters. Um, everything that you could think of, I'm, I'm doing my best right now. And unfortunately, you know, it's the pandemic and I've been unsuccessful. So it's time to think outside the box and try to change up my approach a little bit. Right. No, I, I totally hear you. Um, I, I, I sympathize with you in that sense. Um, I feel bad <laughs> to be honest. Like I just, I just wish, um, all of like many people out there don't have to go through this, but unfortunately it's like kind of, yeah. kind of sucks. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not too thrilled uh, just with everything going on, I must say. I really wish it wasn't the case, but, you know, this is life and this is how you react. I'm adapting my best. Right. All right, got these headphones in. I don't think it worked, though. This is actually my first time using Zoom on a... Uh, on, on the browser. I've always used it on my phone. So mm -hmm. no, I, I hear you. Like, so as soon as you're ready, I'll be ready as well. Okay. Yeah, I was actually like kind of surprised that for some reason, I can't hear you, but a little cut off. Okay. Yeah, it's a little cut off because with the earbuds, like I don't know what kind of computer you have. Like if you're using a Mac, I know definitely the earbuds will work. It's a Mac? All right. I'm going to take them out. No, I'm going to take them out. I want to have earbuds, but it's no big deal. All right. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, unfortunately. So this is a little a little complicated than I thought, but we're gonna we're gonna make it work. Yes, it's fine by me. I'm wondering why it's so choppy right now. All right, well. Regardless, like I'm recording this so then I can definitely like post it afterwards. Um, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's just start this off by saying thank you so much, Michael, for um, really agreeing to join uh, in this endeavor. And really, um, like I have my awkward setup here, but it's more of like showing our real lives and at the same time right yeah and at the same time you know um sharing our true selves in terms of like how 
we live our lives and what difficulties or what strives we actually go through. And um, I actually was very excited to hear the, the subject that you have chosen. And we'll get a little bit into that right now. But um, so even though this is already like pre-recorded and everything, um, hi everyone, I'm Anna and welcome to my two cents, sense and change. And I may not have explained this before thoroughly, but obviously the whole notion of my two cents is like putting my mind and speaking my voice on certain topics that really like get to me and like, you know, be passionate about it. And obviously my one, one of my cousins really helped me out with the word playings like sense and change. Right. I love, I love it. Honestly, it's, it's creative. It's, it's different. It's outside the box. So I, I like it a lot. All right. So shout out to my cousin for that. <laughs> um, so this whole endeavor for me is to do something very different in terms of like having a standard interview where I can just ask you questions and like, you know, not really get your perspective. So what this really is, and I detail it in the, in all the social media pages, um, I let, I would prefer the guest speakers to choose the topic they're knowledgeable in or something that's in their heart that they want to express, knowing that perhaps there's not a platform for them to speak on. And to like, if they don't have that opportunity, you know, this is a safe space. And this is, right now we're living in a world where we should be more compassionate and more empathetic to the struggles that we may face either you, myself, or somebody out there. And like, they just don't know how to communicate. So that's in part something that I've been passionate about. And I thank everyone that was supportive in this decision. And um, so that's the start to start off this whole um, recording. So Michael, if you can please present yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what your goals are, and why you chose the topic for today. Yeah, well, Anna, very that was that was beautiful. Uh, first off, you know, thank you for having me. Um, you know, when I first found out that you were doing something like this, I wanted to jump on the idea and just speak because you know we all need a platform to share our ideas, and you know, certain ideas might bounce off to you and, and back to me and it might be beneficial to both parties. So, you know, it's very important. So, you know, my name is Michael Cipriano. Uh, I like Mike, I like Michael, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me either or, um, you know, just something about me. I went to Montclair State University. So we're both from Montclair State. Um, I graduated in 2017 with my psychology degree. And then I went on to uh, finish at Montclair State University with my master's in counseling in the field of higher education counseling and student affairs. And uh, since the pandemic, uh, unfortunately, this whole COVID time has been very much so not kind to me in the sense of looking for work and, and just struggling to find out more or less, you know, more about me that I didn't know. And uh, I will say, that the pandemic also was beneficial to me because I had the chance to sit back and 
look at things holistically and and really see you know what matters right now and what can I improve on I you know I always say I'm very big on that there's every day you can improve there's something that you can improve on you know whether it be waking up five minutes earlier whether it be reading a book going out for a walk you know any small detail and goal is helpful so something I would always tell my students when I was academic advising is you know let's not look to go hit that home run I know everybody wants you know that that career they want to be in that career setting they want to be making money they want to be rushing this process but instead let's sit back and, and really enjoy the process right you know I think that's so important is you really need to enjoy and watch things unfold as they may so something I would always say is you know set short-term goals you know anything that you could set as, as a minor goal we could work towards the long-term goals you know like I mentioned, there's a couple different things you could do in your life that might be different. And that could be a, an accomplishment to somebody. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think any short term goals are smaller than the next. You know, everything plays a role into you as an individual and, and how you can improve and better be a better you. Um, I think that's so important to know is that, you know, again, we all could be better than we were yesterday. So. That's, that's where I'm at. The reason I chose acceptance is it's something I've been passionate about for a very, very long time. Um, I've always been somebody who's accepted everybody for, for who they are. Um, to, to go into my story, so to speak, um, you know, I'm somebody, I grew up in a low-income neighborhood. Um, I grew up in my town's first low-income neighborhood, housing complex, affordable, uh, whatever you want to call it, in my town's history. So, I'm very, very passionate about that. It's something I carry with me every single day of my life. The reason because is I grew up around every different ethnic background, race, religion, uh, culture, skin color, uh, just everything that you could think of, I grew up around it. And the majority of my neighbors became brothers and sisters, and a majority of them were first-generational United States citizens as well. So their parents all, you know, majority left from respected countries to come here migrate to the United States and, and give their children a better life. So my friends, a lot of them were already at that disadvantage because, you know, they didn't look like that traditional United States citizen. You know, they didn't, you know, speak English as their first language. They had to learn. So, you know, they were a little bit behind. And I, I was always fascinated from day one where I didn't always, I never viewed it as we were different. You know, I viewed it as, okay, these are my brothers and sisters. So I was at an advantage early on. And then, and the reason I say that is because, you know, what's going on in the news and the media over the course of the last year um, has really, really hurt me and played a role into, you know, why I want to talk about this so much. And it's like, you know, the media and the news will, will tell you certain things and they'll dictate how people think and their opinions. And, you know, that's not right for me. You know, I never viewed it as, a skin color or race or religion, I viewed it as one. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of people who didn't get to grow up in my shoes where, you know, they didn't grow up around adversity. They grew up around that one prominent skin color or that religion or that culture. So that's all they knew. So for me to grow up and, you know, be in my friends' homes and learn some languages and just breaking that barrier down, uh, I was always so happy just to be a part of it you know you learn more about yourself and you learn more about acceptance so um 
the reason for my topic tonight uh, of acceptance, it, it stemmed from my upbringing. It stemmed from what I've had to go through in life to just be right here in this seat today speaking to you. Um, I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy uh, whatsoever to, to be this far, you know, especially because we've all been judged. We've all been made fun of. We've all been belittled, put down. Um, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, I, I was I was judged for a little bit of the shoes I was wearing, right? Because, you know, uh, there was time periods we, we'd go into pay less and I'd be lucky if I was able to get one pair of shoes that would last me two years because my mom didn't have money. You know, I come from a single parent home and my mom had to work three jobs just to provide a uh, a roof over me and my sister's heads. And, you know, there was times we were without the electricity, we were without the heat, we were, you know, without cable. Um, so there was a lot of different factors that I learned from five, six years old where I'm lucky enough to say that my brain has retained all this. It's, it's I have a vivid memory where how I grew up was basically a foundation of who I am today because I haven't forgot and I'm so proud of it because it's, it's made me the person I am today. So with, with my upbringing, watching my mom struggle and, you know, again, being without some of the necessities that, that many homes have, you know, it was tough. You know, as a child, you don't understand. You you don't have the brain capacity to understand, okay, well, why don't we have certain things, you know? Uh, one of my favorite stories and it's how it's so important to me is um, we grew up on a place called Samaritan Center, which doesn't exist anymore. So Samaritan Center is a pantry that would provide canned foods, uh, things of that nature to the less fortunate. So when my mom was holding down these couple of jobs and she didn't have money to go out and, and go get us all these groceries and things, we would, you know, survive off of canned foods for a little bit of time. And, you know, again, I remember it so vividly. Now this place doesn't exist anymore. Um, however, there was time periods, that's what we had to do. And, you know, every canned food that you think of, I, I probably have had. And, you know, granted, it wasn't always like that. However, you know, the times where we didn't have these things in our home and, you know, it's a story because it makes you really reflective of how far, you know, your parents have come. And I know you're grateful as well, uh, just for being in your shoes and, and these experiences that you have they're very important to the person you are today. And we both know if we didn't have these personal experiences, we wouldn't be the, the people we are today, the ones that are accepting and, and, and loving and just genuine acceptance. You know, this isn't something that, you know, social media tells us to do how to treat another human being. This is who we are. You know, we want to care for other people. So, you know, the stories of, you know, being in my living room with my mom and my little sister, hovering around blankets because we didn't have heat. Like, this is all things that I take with me every single day. And to me, it makes me a better person because I have these experiences. So why acceptance, right? That's something that I guess when you go on the internet, you could find thousands upon articles of, of acceptance. You could find, you know, why is it important to accept people for being different? And you know, part of which it, it came from, um, I was a student at Manalvin High School. That was where I went to high school. And I had dreams to go on to university. And I really wanted to, to be uh, the best person that I could possibly be. Uh, unfortunately, you know, my mom, she didn't have good credit. Um, 
and I was somebody who didn't have money. Uh, I've been paying bills since I was 17 years old. And, you know, there's things that I've had to do uh, that most 17 year olds never have to do. Uh, you know, I was paying more bills around my house at 17 than most kids pay today. And, you know, I'm 26 today. So uh, not today, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. But it's, you know, it just has all shaped me and, and molded me to to really be appreciative of, of what I have. And, you know, with my story, uh, I actually applied to Montclair State University back in 2012 when I left high school. And I applied to a couple different institutions as well. And, you know, there was that conversation that I had early on that I wasn't going to be able to go away. I wasn't even going to be able to go as a commuter student because, you know, there was no money to, to pay for these classes. I didn't have credit, neither did my mom. So it's not like we had any sort of uh, help. And it didn't matter that I was receiving a lot of grants and tags, uh, tag grants and Pell grants financially from the state it still wasn't enough. So I wound up going to Brookdale uh, Community College. Uh, I actually was in the EOF program there, the Educational Opportunity Fund program. So basically what that meant was that was a program designed to help, you know, the less fortunate, the ones who don't come from, excuse me, the stronger financial background. So right. your parents have to make X amount of dollars, uh, part of the lower class, give or take, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, I was grateful that I was able to get my start at Brookdale. Um, I went there for a couple of years. And then I decided that I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I switched my major five times in Brookdale. And why this is so relevant, it was a Friday night. And Fridays, I would always go to Brookdale to do my homework. And I remember sitting in Brookdale on a Friday night. I was the only one in the whole entire building, uh, with the exception of the janitor. And they were getting ready to put the lights on. And it was a winter, just about to be a winter night. So it's pitch black by four o'clock. I'm sitting there by five. And I'll never forget it. I'm looking, staring into a black screen. There's nothing on the screen. All the computers are shut off. I don't have anything on the screen. I just probably concluded my homework. And I'm looking at the screen and I'm thinking to myself, how do I get out? How do I achieve the American dream that they speak of? Am I good enough for college? What do I want to do? And I had not a clue in the world what I wanted to do. But I'm sitting looking into this computer for about 30, 40 minutes. I said, the only thing I'm good at is helping people. The only thing I'm good at is being that outlet, you know, that positive outlet to, to speak with somebody. Now, you know, everything that I've been through in my life, there's a lot of things I've been through. I, I come from a divorced family. Um, I grew up watching, uh, I, you know, I was somebody that was in and out of therapy, uh, judges' offices, police stations, uh, due to the fact that my parents were going through a divorce. So I saw a lot of things by the time I was five years old that I'll never be able to erase from my mind. And I still have these things today, unfortunately. However, it, it all played a role into my character and, and showed me that, you know, I want to be that person that somebody can come talk to and you know, basically feel free. You know, the thing is, I went through a lot in life, but you would never know because I can mask it so well. And I could just walk around with a smile on my face and interact the way I do, and nobody would ever know that, hey, maybe he's having a bad day or maybe he's going through this. It's just because I've been through so much um, adversity and obstacles in my life. So from that point on at Brookdale, 
I said to myself, I still want to be this person that people come to, this this outlet where they could speak their mind and, and know that they're going to be okay. So this is something that I've been preaching early on from, from high school onward of, of really accepting people. Um, I've, I've been doing this before social media existed. Uh, I've been doing this before the news and media and all these celebrities told you it was cool to do. But it was not just because I wanted to do it. it was, I wanted to accept people. I wanted to give these people a home. Um, just one story that I can think of at the top of my head. I remember in high school, we got this new student that came in and um, he didn't have any friends. You know how it is in high school when a new student comes in. It's, it's a lot of, um, as, a, as a new student, you know, you're facing a, an uphill battle. You know what I mean? You're facing the uncertainty of you don't know anybody. Right. You know, you're getting adapted to your classes, adapted to this new life. And I know it could be very challenging and uh, it could be problematic because, you know, you have to adapt now. And I remember being in this lunchroom and just watching the student sit by himself. And I, I wanted to, to go over. I wanted to, to be that person to say, hey, you know, how you doing? Because nobody else did it. And, you know, I wanted to just be friendly and be that person of who I am. Because I know if that was me and I was by myself. I would want one person out of the hundreds upon hundreds of you know, students that were in my school to just lend that helping hand and how you said it, like with this world where we're at right now. And I think it's so important. This pandemic has shown that one, remember millions upon millions of uh, people are without jobs right now. And, you know, it's, it's really uh, a difficult time. That's why we really have to care and, 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 and display these uh, affectionate, qualities towards these individuals because we're all going through it so don't you think if we all went through it together as opposed to separately it would at least create that sense of wow someone cares about me and vice versa so um i wanted to really just be there for people and i've been doing this for for a very long time it's just just accepting people for who they are and knowing that you're going to meet hundreds and thousands upon people that come into your life each one will be different from you. Yes, I'm sure you'll display some uh, similar characteristics and maybe you personalities might match and, and things like that. Same upbringing and um, maybe you have similar interests and things like that, but there's going to be a lot of differences. And I think it's important to know that, you know, yes, just because you're different, that is okay as well. You know, everybody's opinionated these days and you know, especially with everything, with the, the political things that we watch on TV, I think it has shown that we're watching people around our age group, you know, shun people for their political views. And it just goes to show you, like, wait a second, what about, let's take politics away. What about if I like a certain fruit and you don't like a certain fruit? Does that mean that now I'm going to have negative opinions on you? And unfortunately, that's how it is. And there's nothing that we're going to be able to change. However, I always said, I'm not here to change the world. I'm just here to change it how you think of the world. You know, I'm here to change the world how you see it. And I think that's very, very important because, you know, we're one of a billion people here today. So what can we do? How do we play our part and play our role? 
to you know create that boundary of, of acceptance of, of genuine acceptance everywhere so i think that's something that i think can't be overlooked and me and you both know as people who went to montclair state university part of my reasoning for going there was i wanted an opportunity however i wanted it to be a part of a, a, a diverse group and montclair is one of the most diverse schools in the whole entire country so uh, what that means for people who are watching is, you know, Montclair had every different organization possible. Um, again, every different religion that you could think of probably attended Montclair State, every different skin color, uh, cultural background. So it was really cool just to be a part of it, you know. Uh, I know tons of people that were part of these organizations, and then I know people that were part of nothing. However, they met a lot of friends and maintained these relationships because of people who were different. You know, when you're different from somebody, you have a chance to really learn and grow by just listening to someone's story. I you know, agree, yeah. Obviously, yes, you know, you might want to chime in and, and share your personal experiences as well, because I think that's super important with, with storytelling. However, you know, just being a part of a school, an institution where everywhere you look, you're going to notice somebody that's different from you. So, you know, I, I think that was super uh, cool to, to be a part of Montclair State University. And, and I wouldn't change, the, change it for the world, you know, uh, just being there and meeting people and, and maintaining those relationships today. But um, one thing that I learned from college as well that I was not used to in high school was, you know, everybody around you was so accepting. And I'll tell you why. I grew up in a, uh, a per, per, predominantly... Uh, rich area however like i told you early on and you know like this recording is going to show i'm the furthest thing from rich you know i grew up in my town's first low-income affordable housing complex in the town's history so being a part of this you know different social status it really created some rifts between uh myself and others uh, who were around me and that you know, majority group, I guess you could call it. Because not only were we not able to relate to them, but they were not able to relate to us. And, uh, you know, in high school, I, I learned early on that, you know, not everyone's going to accept you. Not everyone's going to understand your story and your strengths, your weaknesses, your struggles, your sacrifices. And, you know, again, we're just all younger children because in high school, you're still a child. You know, your brain is not developed. Um, and then you start to go on through life and you learn, wow, like there's a lot of people around me who, who portray these similar characteristics and have these similar stories and they're accepting me. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you, you know, the older we get, the more and more we're appreciative of our stories. And I'm sure you as well are appreciative of your strengths, but how appreciative of you are of um, your weaknesses, you know? Yeah. No, that's actually a very interesting, well, not interesting. It's a very fascinating way of seeing it because like, like you said, we're always like, we're taught to socially, like accept everybody's strengths. But the moment you have one weakness, it's like, boom, that, that makes your identity, which is something that I know by experience that completely sucks and um 
you know, I, again, like in terms of sharing my story, like I'm practically an open book, not because I want to show off or seek attention. No, it's more of like, who's willing to actually hear and who's willing to actually learn from it. Because if I speak about it, like in my out, like in my inner circle that I'm so used to being in and they don't listen or don't comprehend what I'm saying, then I'm just not going to stay in that bubble. I might as well just expand. And in terms of like you mentioning about like high school and college, I literally went through the same struggle in like feeling like I wasn't accepted. But then again, like my own mental health was coming into play because like I didn't know how to recognize it. But yet I was actually one of the most socially like um, supportive person in like each clique that you can think of in high school. But I wasn't really happy in the end. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so happy you said that because that's exactly how I was. I was the guy that was friends with all these different groups, you know, the one that was just accepting of, you know, people for being different and being themselves. I think that's the biggest thing is you have to accept people for being different. Exactly. You know, and I think that was, you know, super cool of you to say that because, you know, you have the understanding of that. And this whole bubble idea, you know, it makes me want to just, you know, pop the bubble because yeah. bubbles and clicks, it shouldn't exist because it creates that negative stigma. It's a negative atmosphere where, okay, why can't you branch off and be friends with these individuals? Because they're different, because you didn't grow up that way. And I, I've always been somebody that's, that's wanted to break down this barrier. And, you know, all my personal experiences and my stories you know, I would want to share, uh, and same here, I'm an open book, you know, again, my story is my story, and uh, I'm grateful for having a story, because you and me both know there's plenty of people who don't have that story, who right. have that, you know, they're well off, that, that different upbringing where, you know, they don't have to deal with adversity, they're surrounded by the same people who look like them, so, you know, they'll never understand that side of things, and as we both go through life, you know, we're always going to be interacting and there'll be plenty more encounters with people that are different from us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do we make them feel like home? Because that's something that I've always wanted to do in my story and of acceptance. Like, you know, when I was academic advising, um, so I was academic advising for first year, sophomore and transfer students. We would, and, and pre-majors. So students without majors and, when I would be speaking with my students, you know, keep in mind, it wasn't just speaking about academic advising. It was, it was way more than that. It was, it was about what's going on in life. Can, do you feel comfortable enough to talk to me? I would create that open forum for my students where in a lot of these counseling or advising sessions or whatever you want to call it, keep in mind, I'm that person of power, so to speak. And there's that desk in between us. And then there's that person on the other side of the desk. So, a lot of these atmospheres um, could create that sense of, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. sharing because, you know, there's somebody on the other side of the desk, whether they're on a computer, whether they're on a notepad, they're listening. However, excuse me, their job is to also take all this information in and 
critique it, if you will, give or take. You know, they're not here to shun you for your experiences or what you're going through in life, but they're here to offer you, you know, some sort of help so you understand your mind. And I don't mean they're going to be the ones to give you the help. They're going to be the ones that make you realize that, you know what, I'm helping myself for being here, for talking about my story. And who knows, maybe a light bulb turns on in my mind. You know, and again, there's a lot of students and a lot of people out there who are going through the personal struggle of battling, um, you know, that difference, you know, where they're different and they just don't know what to do because, you know, they want to fit in. Maybe they're not being liked for who they are. And something about me is I never was one to think about that. I've known for a very, very, very long time that I was different. Like I've known that I, I spoke differently than most people. I thought differently. Uh, I would have a billion thoughts run through my mind a day. Like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. I, I've always just been so different. And especially with my interactions with people, like I'm simple yet I'm complex where, you know, I'm, I'm a very simple person where, you know, I don't mind being in my room every single night drinking tea, uh, just relaxing, you know, I don't need to be uh, center of attention or, you know, I don't need the glitz and glamour because that's, that's not me, you know what I mean? So like being simple is something that I've always been. However, you know, I have a complex mind. I, I have an imagination. I very, uh, I think it's come from everything that I've been through in life and how grateful I am. Like, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. So I've watched my mom have to struggle after struggle, after struggle, you know, losing, uh, being laid off countless times. And, you know, as a, as a kid and, and you're working in jobs and you don't realize that, you know, there was things that I had to do. I was the man in my house and, you know, I had to help my mom with, with bills, like I mentioned. Um, and, and, you know, as a kid, you don't really, you don't understand, you know, at, at first it's like, well, why am I doing this? But, you know, when you get older, you know, and it was never a topic of conversation. However, you just don't have that mindset because you're so young. But then when you start to go on through life and say, you know what, damn, I'm so proud of that fact that I was being, I was able to, to help my mom, to help my family. I was, you know, but more or less, you know, I don't, I don't want a pat on the back. I don't want to, you know, congratulations. I don't want none of that. that. That was never me. I just, I wanted to see my mother happy. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be able to, to do the best I could. Uh, for the people around me and you know not just my mom and my sister but you know even being there for my friends and the people you know around me that I would interact with in life because you know remember one thing if you see somebody in public and you know you hold the door for them what happens if they're having just a, such a bad day and you say you know hope you have a good day or you know something so small or and minuscule how do you know that your little couple kind words weren't the greatest thing that that person's heard all day, maybe in weeks, you know, that's why I think it's so important to always be kind and accepting of people, you know, and the whole idea of being opinionated. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all will have different opinions and we will always have different opinions. That's just how the world works. There's not that one race. There's not that one religion, that one culture. It's just not how the world is. And, you know, uh, I've just been somebody that's wanted to keep preaching this and, I've always wanted the platform to really talk about why should you accept people? You know, why is it important to accept people that are different from you? And the word different is something that I hold so dear to me because I'm so different. Um, and 
you know, I encourage everybody, and this is something that, you know, you've seen me say before, but I encourage everybody, just be yourself. Be you. People will like you for who you are, you know. And the thing is, if somebody doesn't like you for who you are, then, you know, unfortunately, they don't understand you. They don't understand the gift that you have. You know, they don't understand what makes you you. Because you got to remember something. Everybody is always going to be different. So what makes this person an individual? You know, what if that, you know, weird is that person's normal? Who are we to judge? Who are we to offer opinions of, oh, you're supposed to act like this or that, you know? You know, in a world of black and white, I've always created my own, which is all of me. So, you know, I've always liked to just be different than everybody else. You know, people will like you and accept you for who you are. So I think that's super important to know. Wow. Like, literally, I am so glad that this could be the platform in for you to like express everything that you've been feeling. Um, and thank you. Thank you for sharing your story because in a way there's certain parts of my life that I don't share only because I feel like I haven't been like, I, I couldn't like communicate that with other people knowing that they've gone through different situations at me as like you know not not exactly like how I've what I've experienced so I just thought you know what why share it but in hearing you speak it's like I I've had similar occurrences where like I lived in like I grew up in a neighborhood that was literally considered low resourced also and um like the middle schools, the elementary and middle schools where I went, they were always known as, you know, the, the low income schools. And that's kind of horrible to hear when you're a kid, because it's like, wait a second, but we're not low income, like, we're just human beings, like, we're here trying to get an education. But of course, like, I understand your complexity of mind. However, like, with me, I'm a complete paradox. Like sometimes like people sometimes have a hard time understanding me because I just ramble, ramble, ramble. But I know that at one point I will get to the clarification of why I said what I said. So, and that's happened to me since I was in elementary. Like I would like know who the presidents are, like the first one till the president who was then in elementary school. Like you could consider the fact that I was probably a prodigy. But then as life moves on, I was like, wait a second, like why am I showing off all this in intelligence that I know if in the end people aren't taking me seriously? So that was my one mistake because I thought that I needed to like look for the acceptance. And of course, coming from an immigrant family, like, you know, I didn't want to bother my parents with the problems that I was facing because I always thought that um, they went through more riskful and more difficult stuff. And that was another mistake I did. Comparison. You can't compare different life situations because 
Like, okay, I don't have the mentality of an immigrant because I was born here, but I was able to understand it through my brother's eyes because there was not a time whenever I asked for an advice or something, he would like give it to me. He would be like, listen, I grew up doing this and this and this over there. But like, as soon as I got here, I was grateful for everything I had. So that puts everything in perspective. And in the sense of like wanting to be accepted now, I, com I completely call it BS because um, I, I in, per in knowing that, you know, I lost my brother four years ago, I, in some way I was following his footsteps of like attending the same schools as him but he wasn't able to finish school, yet I was able to graduate college. And the one last thing, the one last conversation I had with him was actually about acceptance and about communication. And what he said was, you know what, I'm gonna go back to school and this time I'm not gonna care what anybody tells me. I want to be like one of those people that that sit behind a microphone or something without nobody seeing them, but at least their voice can be transmitted worldwide or nationwide. And I was like, okay, you know what? If you say right. you don't want to be accepted like that, you want to just do what you want to do, go ahead. You know, you have my full on support. And of course we like um, celebrated with a shot and you know, we were happy. And that was during Christmas time. Yeah. 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 So, but then unexpectedly a month later, he passed away and it was like, whoa, how does one deal with that type of trauma? And then at the same time, I was already entering my senior year at Montclair. And of course I wasn't looking to be accepted or to like feel somebody have pity on me. No, I was actually going to keep quiet about it. And if it wasn't for one of my friends back then that said something, I actually was fortunate to have the help necessary to move forward. And at that point, I really acknowledged that acceptance um, can have its own beneficial thing, like term, but towards good. Because if you're doing it just for attention, it's not going to lead you to anywhere like safe. And Absolutely. to be honest, <laughs> I know that by experience. I mean, I confided in someone very dearly, yet they took advantage of my vulnerability. And that messed me up. Because I was always so keen on thinking that humans are always going to be so nice are, you know, that's when my bubble broke in terms of like, thinking that everything is like, like full of roses and like the like, it's a rainbow, technically out there. But it's not. Unfortunately, there are going to be people that look at you, like you mentioned before, that are not going to accept you for who you are. But if you still maintain your ground and you have your feet set on the ground saying, okay, this is where I am presently. And I went through so many things 
that you know what I shouldn't I shouldn't feel accepted by others but I should accept myself for what I've been through and to have heard your story and to really feel inspired by it because I I'm sure you're everything that like you mentioned everything you've been through you look back on it and you're just like it happened for a reason and you are very keen on making a difference even though you think you're not making a difference you are and I even I when I was substitute teaching I was telling that to the kids to my students Like some of them were a little brash, like a little rude and everything. And I was like, I remember myself being like that. So you know what? Let's switch up the game. Sometimes substitutes get bad rep because there are a few bad apples that don't do anything. But there are some that actually do want to help and want to work for that paycheck because they need it. And at the same time, they want to make a difference somehow. So that's what I instead of like thinking about the paycheck, I was just like, let me see what I can do to change this generation's thinking. Because high school is always going to be about like accepting Um, whether or not you have a click here or click there, or like if you're smart or you're like in a lower class than AP class, like it's always going to be about accepting. But we're going about it the wrong way. Why don't you just accept that there are like groups that are very skillful, but you're not giving them the attention that is required because you see somebody right. who you see another group whose family, let's say, dominates a town and you give them the attention because, you know, they're able to support such schools. So that's when I tell my students listen, if you guys think you're creative, if you guys think you're artistic or musically inclined or whatever, just move forward with that. Don't let anybody dictate your life because they're not living it for you. Right. You're living it for yourself. And I had to learn, of course, I told them, like, I had to learn it the hard way. And because I always was dependent in thinking that I was going to have my partner in crime with me forever. But it, it's not like that. And that's why I tell even my students, if you have siblings or if you have younger siblings or older siblings, you have to care for them. Protect them at all costs. Be the ones, if you're the eldest of your, of your siblings, be that role model for them. Or if you're the youngest, look up to the one who's actually doing something for you because they're struggling just as much as your parents are. But then again, like, right? yeah, to have that bond or that closeness, it's like, okay, you accept both of, like, for instance, my regret is that My brother was very accepting of me, but because of my, my weak mentality of not being open, I didn't 
I wasn't in agreement with several things that he wanted to do. But that was his way of saying, you know what? I just want to be accepted. Right. And now more than ever, that's when, that's what I actually decided to post on all the pages and say, you know what? This podcast or this show or however everybody wants to know it, I'm not going to put a label on it because I just, it's a platform really. This, I made it in honor of my brother because he was the more communicative one and he was the more accepting one. And it's time for me to learn from others. And for some reason, like I heard you speak and I was hearing my brother speak to me. So, you know what? I really commend you for always doing the right thing and for always thinking about others. Because um, even though, yes, naturally we have to care about ourselves and like, you know, have it, during this pandemic, of course, we have to take care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, um, what have you. I mean, but it's more of also once you feel like yourself again, that's when you're able to give back because you have to regain all right. that energy. Uh, because if you try and help someone and you don't have enough energy in yourself, that it goes to waste because you don't know if that person's actually going to follow your advice or not. And sometimes that's the downside. But of course, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this whole like conversation. Yeah, no, listen, absolutely. I, so I, you know, first off, thank you for sharing your story because, you know, uh, I commend you for even sharing it. And I commend you for, for walking with baggage because, you know, I always said, you know, I carry so much baggage that I'll never be able to erase. There is no delete button. There is no erasing your memory and starting over. This isn't a video game. You know, this is real life. And the reality is there's a lot of people out there who won't be walking around with baggage. And, you know, I know that we're not comparing ourselves to other people. It's, it's just the truth. And, you know, something you said and, and how important it is, it's so important to express yourself. And, you know, you also mentioned the word attention. And I heard that word and I had to elaborate on that is mm -hmm. when I look at social media, I look at it and I, you know, I do things out there for myself, for my people, for my family. I'm me. You know, what you see is what you get. I'm not here using it for ulterior motives. I'm not here uh, with doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, these celebrities and media get in a lot of people's heads and they say, all right, well, you know, you're this, you're that. And, you know, when I see people on here and I see something now, mind you, again, I have this counseling psychology in me. And unfortunately, it's always made me analyze things to a point where more than I should, uh, but I've been this way growing up as well. And if I see something and I think to myself, okay, is this for you or is this for other reasons? And, you know, I, you know, it goes back to the number one thing, be you. Whatever you are, whoever you are, be you. You know, you have one life and, you know, you also mentioned something about, you know, not having the energy and feeling, you know, I guess not you. And, you know, for, for a while, there was about two years of my my life from 2018 to, um, to be honest with you, just right about to the pandemic. 
the start in April where I was traveling on this downward spiral where I said to myself, okay, so I don't want to do counseling anymore, uh, but I'm so far in, you know, they always told me I wasn't smart enough for school. I never would have thought I would have left Brookdale to even go on and, and finish my degree, let alone a master's degree. So, you know, to hear all that and, and hear all this uh, negative feedback from, from individuals who weren't accepting of me that, you know, I was never going to have a bachelor's and, you know, master's wasn't even in a conversation. And all of a sudden, boom, like I have those things where I have to realize, wow, I, I did it with, not by me. I mean, yes, I was in the classroom doing the work, but I did it from the love and support and acceptance of the people around me. Because without that, I am nothing. You know, that's why it's so important to love everyone around you and care about people because whether they're your friends or not, whether they're a random person on the street, whether it's somebody you're just waving to or letting go in, in traffic, it's, it's such a different element where, you know, you're really just there for somebody. And I think it's super important and, you know, it's something that I'll always share uh, to everybody around me is, is just accept people. Now, I'm the type of person where, I am very fortunate enough to have a very nice, loving, caring support system around me. Uh, you know, every everyone from family to friends to coworkers to, you know, former classmates and, uh, you know, even students who, who accepted me to be their advisor to come talk to me about not just advising, but, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about what's going on in my life. Like, wow, like, that's awesome because if, if I didn't create that, you know, that comfortability that boundary of there is no boundary. You know, I've been through every different obstacle and roadblock in my life and nothing's ever went perfect. Like I said, I didn't get into the chance to go to Montclair State the first time around. I had to spend three years at community college just to then uh, save up a, a little bit of money. And, and finally, at that point, I was able to go. And then the second I got into Montclair, uh, I found out one of my loans didn't go through and I was now $4,300 shy of, of going to Montclair. And that, that point of, wow, I finally got in and it hit me. It was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm on my way. Let's go. And then a week before college, I get a call and they tell me, yeah, you're $4,300 shy. I'm sitting here like, what am I going to do? And if it wasn't for my grandparents who was able to let me that $4,300, I probably wouldn't have been in Brookdale. So uh, who knows if I would even finish. You know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it was God's way of telling me, you know, everything's going to be okay. Just you know, I was aware of all the roadblocks that I've been through and then, you know, getting in and then completing my course and then dealing with uh, a lot of personal issues in my life, which which really set me back. And, you know, it got to a point where, um, you know, I, I developed a lot of uh, health issues. And for somebody who's, you know, 25 years old at the time, it was like my doctor was saying, you know, what's going on? Why are you, you know, why, what's going on? And I just said, I just don't know. Like, I have all this stress and anxiety and all these personal issues. I guess, you know, there was people leaving my life. There was people, you know, who, who weren't doing the right thing. And that's something that, you know, me and you both know. It's not everybody will do the right thing. That's why it's important that we do the right thing at all right. times. And, you know, I was, you know, I lost a lot of weight. And, um, you know, there was just things that happened to me that I just didn't understand why. It was happening to me, you know, uh, not having a job after, you know, this whole pandemic of having a job and then having that taken away from me. And like I said, the pandemic for me, 
in the sense of not working was very tough. However, I got a chance to learn more about myself. I needed that mental relaxation, that break. I needed the clarity. I learned more about myself and my character than I ever have before. And I am so grateful for the pandemic in the sense of for my mind, because it gave me a chance to say, slow down, everything's gonna be okay. Let's take it one step at a time. And it made me forever grateful of what I have around me, of who I have around me. You know, it made me more grateful um, for the relationship with my mother. And, you know, for a while there was, like I mentioned, during that two years, that was uh, a personal issue that I went through is I didn't have the greatest relationship with my mom at the time. You know, there was, again, like I said, there was a couple of personal relationships that I was in with, with friends, um, someone else. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, things were said to me and it really hurt me and, you know, it, I really had to figure out who I was all over again. You know, when, when you go through things and they knock you down, you have to figure out who you are and, and the skills that you have to move forward and all the good things about you. I didn't know who I was for a while. I'm somebody who's always known who I am. Who I am. And just to sit back and, and really have the chance to learn about myself all over again and just be so appreciative of everything that I've been through. Now, granted, me and you, we're not, you know, we're not the smartest, we're not the wealthiest, we're not the most interestingest people. I'm sure there's people out there that are just like us who are caring and accepting and whatnot. However, you know, we are still in a lot of uh, a better place than, than most people. And there are a lot of people who are in poorer spots than us who don't have the luxury to even go to college, to even be uh, accepted into these roles. Um, you know, that's why when it comes down to the whole point of acceptance, it's like there are a lot of people who are not even being accepted or getting the chance to be accepted because of their story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just two people who are out here trying to, you know, for better terms, speak about our story, speak about what makes us us. You know, why do we do the things we do? Why do we accept people? Um, you know, you said also not everybody's going to like you for who you are, you know. Not for anything you have ever done to anybody, but there are people out there that won't like you for who you are, whether it's how you dress, whether it's how you look, whether it's how you talk, whether it's, you know, what you've been through in life. Um, and, and that's and that's been the most problematic thing that and it's, it's a pill that I'll never be able to swallow because, you know, I if I'm someone who says this, if you do the right thing and you care for me, and you accept me, and you treat me with the same respect that I treat you with, you will always have a place with me. You know, you will always have a resource. You will always have somebody to reach out to, you know, and, and that's something that I always try to make known, um, and especially to anyone who's watching this or will watch this later on is, you know, just care for the people around you. Just, you know, tell the people around you, you that you love them uh that you're grateful for them that you're accepting because i promise they'll you know there could be a time period in your life where you forget that and i forgot it for a very long time um for, you know for for being selfish in the sense of i didn't know who i was i was i just didn't know who i was anymore and i was going through all this personal adversity and and change and it all hit me in the face like a ton of bricks so it was a learning process and you know to grow from it has been the greatest thing for me because, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's times where I think about my past and everything that I've been through in the last couple of years. And it scares me because 
what happens if I acted rash? What happens if I did something that wasn't the right thing? You know, for all we know, our lives could be totally different. So I think of it all the time, you know, and it scares me from time to time. But then I snap out of it and I say, wait a second, none of that stuff happened. The reason I'm thinking about it is because I'm thinking of how grateful I am that it didn't happen. And, you know, we'll always think about the what ifs and the could have beens and the should have beens, but it's important to think about the right now and to live in the right now. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I I try to make sure I, I make known to people is, look, just accept people for who they are. Do your part, do the right thing, and you will make a difference. And I want that to be my closing remark. Amen. And you know what? I don't think I could follow through with that. I mean, I was... No, I'm sure you could, though. (laughs) To be honest, yeah, I could. But um, rather quickly, um, I completely understand... um, going through a period of like finding yourself amidst all the chaos and everything. Um, I actually, between the years of 2018 and 2019, I actually, I also lost myself and um, it was more in 2019 and um, it was, it was a difficult moment. Like I really thought that any day could have been the last but in the sense of like me losing my mind like I was I was so overwhelmed with work my summer work I was overwhelmed in thinking that I needed to please um my my colleagues at the parish where I work part-time I was frustrated in the fact that I didn't have that support with me anymore in terms of like really not accepting that my brother was gone. Um, I also had the pain of like going through a period of toxicity because I was so vulnerable and I just felt so mad at the world when in reality it wasn't the world's fault. It's just, it was just me trying to process every little thing that was going on. Um, But there came a time where the same person that I trusted that took advantage of my vulnerability, I thought I had had fallen in love with them. But in reality, it wasn't like that. Like it was it was probably more of me trying to hold on to people and not letting them go, because if my if my own blood left me what could what could I expect from people that I thought liked me or loved me for who I am and that was also another like triggering point was that we also like uh, we had a family situation occur like unexpectedly and that resurfaced all my traumas and I didn't know how to process it anymore And ultimately, the guy that I really thought I could have a future with ghosted me. So, you know, those things I started contemplating and I was and I did have those what ifs or should this should have happened like this. It would have been like this had I not been in such a way. So I was guilt tripping myself. 
And I learned that I wasn't really accepting my own eccentricities and I wasn't accepting the fact that I had a lot of work to do on myself that I had, that I've been like leaving on the side or leaving it on the back burner thinking that it's going to solve itself, but no, it doesn't work like that. And, um, my, my childhood is completely the opposite in, in like people telling you that you weren't going to make it. People looked at me and they thought, oh, she's going to make it. She's going to have all these grades and blah, blah, blah. Like she's smart as hell. And I was just like, so tired of hearing that. Like, for some reason I was like, you guys are stressing me out. Like I'm, I'm more than just grades. I'm more than what I know on paper, or I, I'm more than a report card, you know? And I, at that point, that's when I lowered myself in terms of like goals and expectations, because I was like, I'm not going to do what everybody expects me to do because that's more of them controlling me. And I had already an example of that. And I didn't want to go through that same phase. So what did I do? I just did, I followed, yeah, certain footsteps to like get to Montclair State. But I was proud of being at Montclair State because at least my grades were the merit of me being there. But I still had loans. <laughs> I, I wasn't that smart enough to like get like more federal loans or more tag loans to like pay off the debt which right now, thank God, I was able to pay off Montclair's loan. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm so uh, $114,000 in debt, unfortunately, but it's the way I like. No, but like, still, I still have state loans to pay, like uh, right. federal loans. But that right now sure, is, sure. is like still on hold because, you know, the pandemic and of course, right. like, but it puts everything into perspective that, okay, we are doing the best we can every single day. And as much as people out there want to pressure us to do things their way or whatnot, sometimes that's when we have to stand our ground and say, mm, no, I think everything has been working the way it's been working because I'm, I'm particularly faithful, so I leave it all in God's hands. Me too. So right there, like, especially the moment when the guy ghosted me, I surrendered my life to God because I was like, I'm tired of feeling this pain. I'm tired of feeling frustrated. I'm tired of not focusing on what I need to be focusing on because I was trying to please somebody else. And it, it shouldn't have been like that from the start. And that's when in me surrendering my life to God, I noticed the changes. I had to suffer through nervous breakdowns and like um, hospitalizations. And that's when it like, it wasn't until a nurse literally guilt shamed me for having the diagnosis of anxiety and not doing anything about it. And I was just like, you know what? She's right. I can't be mad at her because she's just trying to do her job. But then 
you know, the whole structure, I was like overanalyzing it. And I was just like, you know what, F this, I'm just going to go get help. And seeking that help, I know God was present. And I know my brother's with me every single day. Because had I not gone through the whole pain or the heartbreak or every little thing I went through, I wouldn't be where I am now, where I have amazing colleagues that I can call friends. I have my parents who are amazing, like an amazing support group. And they're probably going to be frustrated every single time I say this, but it's because of me that they're learning more about mental health. So, um, because before they didn't know it. And now that I'm facing it, they have to be accepting of it. And I told them, either you accept it or you accept it because it's not going anywhere. And um, right. Yeah. So it's just those little intricacies that I have gone through, but God knows what he's doing because I always told myself I'm never going into education because I can never inspire anyone. Like who wants to hear me ramble on? A lot of people. Yeah. Lo and behold, I'm in education right now, but it's like, I don't want to even minimize my own position, but like I'm a para I'm an aide to students with autism. And if it wasn't for those students, like I say those students, but really if it wasn't for my students, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like smiling all the time. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't be like looking forward to work every single day because the moment I see one of them and they ask me, hi, Miss Anna, how's your day? All my troubles go away. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And I really thank God for putting my students in my path and for putting my colleague who I'm going to give a shout out, Mallory, I know you're going to be watching this later. Thank you because she took me under her wing and had so much patience with me. And even my, the dream team, the dream team, they know who they are. Like having so much patience with someone who did not know the ropes or did not like, Every single time I was bombarding them with questions or was just like so shy and not asking anything to not irritate them, they were completely accepting of who I was, of who I am. And right. that for me makes a difference. And if, if they had the time for me, had time to even hear me out or like have time to like advise me on things that I know nothing about because I'd rather learn because that's what we are here on this earth for, to learn and to do the right thing, like you mentioned before. What would be of my life had I not given my my life to God or leaving it into God's hands? Because one thing is, if we do our own will, of course, there's going to be a lot of heartbreaks or a lot of sadness or everything, because we are not certain whether or not it's going to work. So we run the risk of hurting ourselves by doing our own will. But if we do God's will, then it's amazing. Like the wonders that 
he does. And like, of course he does like 20% of the job because we have to put in our 80% in like moving forward. And it's incredible. It's incredible. And like, literally I thank you so, so much for wanting to talk about this subject. And of course, like we've been talking for extremely an hour, which is something incredible. And I know that we can say more, like we can talk more about this subject um, in the in the future, like if you'd like, or if you want to expand it more in terms of um, in terms of like like correlation to something else, like say acceptance and psychology or something, or you know, because just to yeah. Because it's, I don't want to say it's a broad subject because it's not, because you can correlate it with anything. And it's like being accepted, like even in the workplace, in the private sector or public sector, we all just want to be accepted for the skills we have. Right. Yeah. So. And it's like, how often are you, you know, being judged? Like, for instance, I'm so happy you said it's because it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm the guy over here with. A master's in counseling yet i have hr experience recruiting experience um academic advising experience management experience marketing experience waitering experience security experience like all these miscellaneous jobs and roles where i'm being judged off of my resume i'm being judged off of what i've done versus maybe i've had to do all these random roles just to survive and stay afloat so you know how you mentioned that now it's like I want these employers to accept me and my story to, to give me an opportunity, um, you know, for just to show who I am, showcase my, my abilities that I have, my, my will and desire to want to learn and want to grow. And, you know, I will say it is frustrating when, you know, you know, in the real world, give or take, when these employers and, and people, they're judging you and, you know, I'm being judged off of a resume and in real life, I'm being judged off of, you know, who I am, um, my beliefs, my morals, my values. And, you know, it goes, everything will come back to acceptance, the topic that we're here for. Accept everybody for being different than you, whether it be in the workforce, whether it be in real life, all you have to do is give someone a chance. And that, and that's something that I, I you know, I believe in prideful about and you know i'm not shy about it is you know we all want a chance to to talk about our stories and and whatnot that's why you know i you know being a part of the counseling program and a technique that you know i learned was you know group counseling right so being around a whole bunch of different people the idea is everybody shares their story their personal experiences and what you don't realize is you might go into it with a negative mindset for just being there. But what happens if somebody says something and now you say something and now your words, you know, just triggered somebody else's thought of, wow, I went through something similar. And then somebody else chimes in with something different that they went through. And then another individual comes in with a similar situation. So uh, I think it's so important just to just to be accepting uh, of those around you. Um, you know, I would love to, to speak about this another time. We could definitely speak about another topic. Uh, but I want to say thank you for giving me that platform uh, to, you know, to talk about this because, you know, this is a topic that 
I think doesn't get enough attention. It doesn't get enough attention whatsoever um, about really accepting those around you for being different. And it should be talked about more often. And it should be, there should be more awareness that's raised about uh, acceptance because I know in uh, high school and college, you know, there wasn't that one, not class, but that one, you know, uh, assembly or, you know, some sort of meeting where, you know, they want to this stuff. You know, this is very, very important. This needs to be talked about. It cannot be overlooked um, because it's something that's only going to exist. And I believe that, you know, it's as, as we get older, as, as the world gets older, you know, will we see more of a change? Will we see people being more proactive to want to make a difference? And I think that's important to definitely raise some awareness about. And, um, you know, again, I appreciate you for having me during the session. No, you're very welcome. And we'll leave you with the last word because um, now you've, you've literally like helped transform my mind to see things much clearer. And um, again, we'll just finish off with, you know, thanking everybody um, who's going to be watching this video um, later once I uh, edit it and like make it look all nice and stuff. <laughs> um, but thank right. you. Um, thank you. And I really hope everyone um, has understand, has understood and like really, um, I guess, identified themselves with our stories if not it's okay i mean that's the point of this whole thing to learn something different and um you know this is the purpose of this platform to inspire some sense and of course make some changes in our world or in our surroundings so thank you again michael Thank you, Anna, for having me, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Definitely. Have a good night, okay? Thank you. You're welcome.